what we're talking about is kind of in the grand scheme of things as an overview, but like the day-to-day motivation, sometimes you just need a tiny goal. Like this week, I'm going to do this thing. I think if you and your partner were exactly the same, they pro- then the whole would not be greater than the sum of the parts. So it's actually very cool. So having similar core aspirations, core values, and core beliefs is everything. But what motivates you to get there are different things. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you five episodes a week, four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer, of The Playbook Podcast. Amy, what's going on? Amy, Hi. Here's what's going on, Amy. Um, what if you and your partner are motivated by different things? How do you find balance and work together on your goals? That's a great question. I think you, so two things. One, assuming you're doing different things, you divide and conquer. Two, attach your motivation to their motivation. So I've spoken about this many, many, many times. Um, Taryn is not nearly as motivated by material slash money, like not even close, but I am able to leverage the fact that I know she wants a family and she wants to have the next level family and she wants to be able to bring people over for dinner and have the financial freedom to do that. So we kind of just merged ours and we divided and conquered where it's like, I'm going to try to go make all the money where I want her to be able to spend time with family and people that she loves. I think just leverage in a weird way. Okay. Either way, you can use your partner as motivation. You can use your partner's needs as motivation in that scenario. Are we airplaying? Yeah, we're trying to. This whole thing might burn to the ground. Uh, It's totally possible. Do you know that? I do know that, but we're going to make it work. Technical issues here. There it is. Okay, there we go. Now we have the questions up. What if you and your partner are motivated by different things? What if? How do you find balance and work together on your goals? Uh, I think you and your partner should be motivated by different things. I think that we all have masculine and feminine within us. I think we all have uniqueness. I think if you and your partner were exactly the same, they pro- then the whole would not be greater than the sum of the parts. So it's actually very cool. So having similar core aspirations, core values, and core beliefs is everything. But what motivates you to get there are different things. Like Kevin mentioned, he loves cars. I personally don't, but that doesn't mean we can't go to the same place. We just have to tap into different motivations. So figure out with your partner what is similar, figure out what's different, and then make sure you're integrating visions to make sure that you're, make a combined vision board. Mm-hmm. And and you know what you should do is each individually create a vision board. Uh, Emilia and I first did this, I think it was a couple months into our relationship. And we, on our own, privately, wrote down our mission, our goals, our visions. And then we came together with two pieces of paper and we masterminded about how to integrate them. And now we're on that mission together. I think Alan and I are a good example of this too. Like I've always been focused way more on short, uh, short-term profitability while Alan's always been focused on long-term mastery. It's a nice mesh. He has blind spots that I might see. I have blind spots that he'll see. So I think it actually, like he said, you're going to be a better team if you're motivated by different things. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yellow. 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 How, sorry. 
The mute I'm button wasn't teasing. working. I I'm couldn't just get it to unmute. I'm just teasing. No I'm in a good mood. We're giggly. It's, it's all great. We appreciate How, you. I appreciate you guys. How would you explain to someone who is committed and motivated to change, but just found out that they have ADHD, which is the opposite of that, no motivation? I'll let you go first in this one. Committed and motivated to change, but just found out they have ADHD, which is the opposite of that, no motivation. <clears throat> um, I don't, I don't have ADHD, so I, I don't want to um, put any generalizations here. What I would say is that you got to figure out how to stay motivated with ADHD. Uh, I do believe that being easily distracted and having ADHD can be a bottleneck, but I know some people that are very, very productive and very, very motivated with ADHD for sure. Uh, you also can go get help and there's a lot of prescriptions that can help you with that. I had um, one of my close friends in college, we worked on a project together and it was in Worcester. It was like a called an IQP, International Qualifying Project. And she um, used medication and she was one of the most focused people I'd ever met during the workday while she was on her medication. And then later in the evening, she would um, not use her medication and kind of go have fun and R&R. And she just did it that way. So I think you can still tap into all these motivators. You just have to understand your own uniqueness. That's the best I can do. Yeah, I can't speak much to a diagnosis because I don't know anything about it. But what I would say is, and this answer is kind of cliche, but make it your mission. Like make it your mission to be the person who helps other people with ADHD find motivation. I think tying it to mission is, I w Alan interviewed me today on an episode, which was weird, but I liked it. So we should do it more. And I interviewed <laughs> Alan. Um, I would have quit this a long time ago. Genuinely, I would have quit this a long time ago if it wasn't part of the mission. And if I didn't have a piece of me in it, like, again, it's not just a podcast. It's not just a, it's not just coaching for us. It's trying to change people's lives because we wanted our lives changed. And we believe our lives would have been way better if we had something like this. So since it's a part of our mission and it is who we are, we're way more likely to stick with it. I would say try to make a piece of it your mission and see if that helps. If having ADHD you feel is a massive bottleneck in your life, like Kevin said, that your purpose comes from your deepest pain. So make that pain into your mission. And, and again, that's what he said, but it's so important. That's like a thing. That's a thing. Whatever it is you struggle with most, there are other people out there struggling that you can help. And that's a fact. Where can we start if it feels like our motivational cups are empty or near empty? It's hard because I think you just have to set like tiny, tiny, tiny goals. Um, what we're talking about is kind of in the grand scheme of things as an overview, but like the day-to-day -day motivation, sometimes you just need a tiny goal. Like this week, I'm going to do this thing. And then I'm going to mode like, okay, for me, if I have a great week, I'm going to get pizza this weekend. Like literally that simple, that has actually worked for me in the past of like, just grind out this week. Or if I eat clean for this week, I'm going to give myself a reward. Mm -hmm. So I think it's create some sort of reward depending on what that is for you. Obviously you can't necessarily do it with mastery. I mean, you can't really give yourself a short-term re reward with that, but I would find something short-term to fill the void in the meantime. Um, the, the mastery piece, if you are mastery driven, you can, you can focus on what you did well. And I think what you should do, and I, I do this often. So after these meetups, I review them. As I mentioned, we also have a post, uh, meetup feedback call with the team. And if the team thinks I did a poor job, I'll typically rewatch it from a lens of like looking at what I did well. If the team thinks I did awesome, I'll actually watch it looking for the things I did poorly. 
because I want to get better. So it's really important to understand that, yeah, what motivates you? And then what are the small wins that you can stack in that arena? Uh, the other thing that I'll mention too about motivation, I think that in some ways, not that motivation's a myth, but motivation comes after you start the thing. And so one thing that I think I want to give a disclaimer to, to both Kevin and I, and I know he and I have talked about this a lot, we don't always want a podcast. We don't always want to go to the gym. We don't always want to wake up early. We don't always want to eat clean for sure. Definitely that For one. sure. We don't always want to do these things. We just show up anyway because the mission and the meaning is greater. We all kind of understand that like eating like crap and not going to the gym and not doing your purpose and not mastering your craft, like not being good to your partner, like none of those things are, are really fulfilling you know? So just understand that motivation typically comes after, and there's a lot of science to back this up that I won't get into, but like, okay, if you try to go on a two minute run, I guarantee you, you're going to stay out there for 20 minutes probably. And they, uh, James Clear talks about this a lot in Atomic Habits. I just reread that book actually last week. And it's, it's so true. It's so true. Um, for me, I'll just bring it down to earth. We both have an app called Romwad and it's, it's long form stretching. Shout out to Bianca for the recommendation. For sure. I never want to do it. I never want to do it. Have you, how long have you done it for? I wonder if that's going to shift because I actually enjoy doing it. I hope, I think it will. I think I'll learn to like it. I haven't done it long enough to make it a brain groove, to make it a habit, to make it a craving. Atomic Habits um, is an unbelievable book for anyone who asked this question. Motivation comes after the baby step, not before. You got to kind of show up and just force yourself and then um, stack those small wins over time. Do you mind if I tell a quick, uh, but not funny possible joke? Please do. You said something about McDonald's not helping you. It's fulfilling my belly. Strong. (laughs) That's just a little bit about me. Also, uh, I would add one more thing to this. When's the last time that your motivational cups were more full? What was happening in your life? Were you in a relationship? Did you have more money in the bank? Were you mastering more? Were you traveling? Like, I think that's always good. Look back at proof to figure out what to change today. Yeah, fire. fire. My joke was fire? No, no, no. Uh, yes. I bet you everybody else, the crowd probably thought it was crazy. They were probably like, this is this might as well be a comedy show. Amy, what's next? <laughs> Amy's laughing. She can't even contain herself. How do you know if something that motivates you is a negative thing? Oh, wow. How do you know if something I am? If you can't control it. I think if you can't control it. So I've talked about this many a times. Um, Porn addiction. That was a terrible thing. Did it motivate me? I think it kind of did, but it also was something I couldn't control. And I couldn't always wrap it up into motivation. Sometimes it took me away. So I would say if it's serving you, it's probably good. If it's not serving you, feeding you versus bleeding you, is it feeding you to do actions that are making you more next level or is it bleeding you and taking away the things that you should be doing to get to the next level? All right. So I'll give you an example of a, a good motivator and a bad motivator. But again, these are relative terms to you. So imagine someone wants to get in shape for the summer and they start going to the gym and they intended to do leg day which was part of their regiment, part of their program. And they're like, I'm going to, they set it all up. They're like, I'm going to do leg day. It's going to be great. They find out that there's a cute girl there. It's a, it's a guy and um, he's into girls. I want to be inclusive of everyone. And a cute girl is there. All of a sudden it's arm day next to her. 
See, he he went outside of his path because he wanted to be more motivated, but he didn't stay true to why he was there. And all the prep work on that leg day was now useless. That would be an example of a bad motivator. Even though you're more motivated by mating slash romance in that instance, it, it took you off your path versus going over to her, talking to her and saying, hey, my name is so-and-so, nice to meet you, and then go crush leg day. See, one of them is is a courageous moment where you use it towards your already aligned, predetermined path. The other one is kind of appeasing the moment at the expense of your workout. Hopefully that makes sense. And another thing real quick, is it changing your identity in a positive way? Just to go deeper on what I said, after we get off of this, I will say to Alan that I really sucked in the beginning. Like when I opened it up and couldn't pronounce words correctly, I really sucked. Now, I'm not saying I'm bad as a human being. That actually motivates me to get better. Mm -hmm. So I think understanding what the actual point of what, if you're talking to yourself, like a lot of people try to motivate themselves by talking badly about themselves mm -hmm. when I do not think that is good for most people because it leaks into your identity in a negative manner. There's a big difference between I did a poor job mm -hmm. and I suck. I suck is who you are or I'm not that good at podcasting yet. That actually can be empowering yet because it presupposes you're going to get better. So it's the way I feel. <laughs> Would you recommend being motivated by self versus motivation by romance slash mating, seeing as that person could go away? I think it's hard to be motivated by self because it's not necessarily addition. Is it dangerous to be motivated by somebody that could go away? Absolutely. But I think you have to make sure that you are the controller of it and maybe create some sort of fail safe of, okay, right now I'm 10 out of 10 motivated. This person is in my life. Either I'm spending time with them or maybe I just started a new job and they're there and I feel like we could date in the future. But what is your fail safe for if that doesn't work out? Like what is your fail safe for being broke when you don't have money? What is your fail safe when you don't feel uh, what, during COVID when nobody could travel, like there was no movement or freedom there. Right. Like what was the fail safe there? I think it's understanding the unique strength of your motivation, but also understanding the unique weakness and how do we block that off to the best of our capability. Would you recommend being motivated by self or romance slash mating? I would say both tap into all five of these. Uh, all of these are rooted in biological imperatives, and I'm not going to get down to the neuroscience of this, but basically like mating slash romance is, a, is an inherently motivating thing from our species. There's a reason why there's so many of us. It's because we're motivated by mating from an evolutionary perspective. And all of these five M's of motivation are all intrinsic within us. And I would say both. Yes, it's really, it's, it's nice to talk about like, well, I'm just motivated from in. I don't need any external validation. It's like, Okay, that's not really human. Um, we all get this, right? Like if we're in a gym, okay, so my gym is a lot of bodybuilders, really, really competitive bodybuilders. There's a ton of people in there that compete. I am always more motivated at Impact Fitness than I am at my old gym. My old gym had no competitors in there. It's a natural, like if you're going to be playing a sport, we've all played sports when we were in high school probably. Think back. Of course it was more motivating. As a matter of fact, think about this. When you were on a team sport, I bet you every single one of us was more in shape. When you're on a team sport, it's motivating because we are extrinsically motivated. We want to do well 
with our peers. We want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. There's nothing wrong with that. But this idea of wanting to just be motivated by yourself, I don't think it's true. I don't think it's biological. I don't think it's how neuroscience actually works. I don't think it's congruent with human nature. I think that when I go to the gym with Emilia, I am more motivated. She looks incredible. I'm, it's amazing. We're, we're mastering our craft together as a team. When Kevin and I first started working together, he motivated the hell out of me in the gym. He was far ahead of me in fitness and he would always help me um, get better. Genuinely. Appreciate that. Absolutely, man. You'd always come up to me at my end of my set and like help me with the last few. Gotta do it. Yeah. Gotta do it. Also one last thing and we'll take one more question. If you are motivated by romance and mating, you will have to and slash have the opportunity to level that up. If that's something that motivates you, you'll probably have the ability to get way better at relationships than somebody who isn't motivated by that. Mm -hmm. Last one, Amy. What would be the consequences of not being motivated to achieve my goal? Uh, unfortunately, I think the the long and short of it is the consequences are you not getting your goal. I, I think it could be a couple of things. It could be the regret of not getting it. It could be feeling like it, you let yourself down. It could be the lack of money, impact, mastery. It's going to be the lack of all these. I, I think that, like Alan said, and I, I want this to land because I know a lot of people say this, but like, it's not about us, but not every day do we have the motivation to do this. I genuinely, the cats were, our air conditioner went out last night. The cats were jumping all over me. I didn't fall asleep till midnight. I got up at five. Like I didn't want to go to the gym, but we had to, right? I had to, I am the next level guy. I have to be next level. So I know I would regret it if I stopped when the motivation stopped, but you have to check in with like, how bad do you actually want what you want? Right? Like when you, when a car runs out of gas, it coasts for a while, especially if you're going downhill. So use the momentum you have and keep coasting that thing until you get that mo uh, the motivation back. Whoever asked this question, I absolutely love the question. It's the most contemplative question ever. What would be the consequences of not mo being motivated to achieve my goal? Like there's so many, there's so many that we're not, we never talk about Le less fulfillment, less self-esteem, um, less promises you've kept to yourself. So less self-respect, less, less opportunities, opportunities, less law of attraction. There's another thing I didn't say on the last one that I should have. Even if you don't have your intimate partner or even any prospects of someone you are interested in, you can attract your dream partner by becoming the dream person. I often talk about how, you know, at 32 years old, I could attract Emilia into my life and sustain a relationship with her, but me at 26 wouldn't have been able to. So even if you're alone and you want to be motivated by self, you can still be motivated by the idea of that brighter vision, that brighter future. I'm the biggest advocate of goals and dreams and growth ever. I, I just think it's the most important thing because a lot of people don't understand what they're leaving on the table by not achieving their goals. If that goal is congruent with your dreams, congruent with your heart, if it's, if it's a true desire that you really want, the downside in one word is regret. Will I regret it if I don't achieve my goal? We all have been there. I've been there before where I got to the beach and I was like, oh, what have I done? Like, what have I done? I am not in shape. I, I shouldn't have skipped workouts. I shouldn't eat like crap. I should, right? Discipline today or regret tomorrow. Those are, that is the choice. Discipline today and you get fulfillment tomorrow. It's a beautiful thing. But if you don't discipline yourself today, because remember, no one's going to police these. No one, no one really cares if you're motivated. Honestly, it's this weird thing. I mean, they kind of do, but at the end of the day, it's up to you because 
let's say you're at a level 10 of motivation. You're going to attract other people that are at level 10s of motivation. And that's a beautiful thing. Your whole life can transform. I have something to add really quickly. Absolutely. It could be the sixth M. What do we got? Mentors. Oh, what if you're motivated by somebody who you pay every week and they keep you in check? Wow. You know what I'm saying? So if you're motivated or you're looking for motivation, you can reach out to Alan and or myself. It seems like you planned that. We didn't plan no, that. No, we didn't. Genuinely <laughs> didn't plan that. We planted the question. That's fine. Whoever it was, um, like Alan said, one word, regret. Figure out a way. Accountability works great with most people, especially if you're emotionally driven. Again, it doesn't have to be Alan or I. I was just kidding. It was a nice little segue. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, group coaching round four, closing July 14th. We're only taking 10 people. Make sure you get in. We love you. We appreciate you. And as always, we do not have fans. <laughs> we have family. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank Bye. you, Amy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.